0: Welcome to another episode of Pat's Podcasts. Today we'll be discussing the water crisis amongst First Nation reserves in Canada. It is common knowledge that water is the basis to all life. All living organisms depend on water to grow and live. In fact, access to clean and safe drinking water was recognized as an essential human right by the United Nations General Assembly in 2010. Canada is a well-respected first world country and houses approximately 20% of the world's fresh water. Yet, even with such a large reserve of potential drinking water, Canada continuously fails to fulfill its responsibility of providing First Nation reserves access to potable water. As only 2.6% of the Canadian population identifies as First Nation, the needs of First Nation people in Canada are often neglected by society, resulting in marginalization, causing First Nation Canadian citizens being denied the fundamental human right of physically accessible, clean and safe drinking water. This marginalization results from misrepresentation in society and negligence by the government. Unfortunately, these causes have led to many First Nation lives being put at risk. This results from the fact that First Nation people are often viewed as negligible by politicians, as they are a minority and thus do not have much voting power. First Nation people do not receive the attention they require, which is a major catalyst for why approximately 100 reserves are currently placed on boil water advisories. Furthermore, as Canada is a capitalist country, personal progress is a priority, resulting in the lower class being economically disadvantaged. In consequence, power-loving politicians are continuously fighting to improve their position in society, and they must do so by pleasing the majority, which disadvantages the First Nation minority. This leads to further separation between colonial society and First Nation society. Creating a gap between both groups, making First Nations citizens feel like second-class citizens. This gap must disappear to fully achieve reconciliation. Tensions between Indigenous society and colonial society partially results from the Canadian government not honoring treaty agreements, which in many cases results in First Nations losing their allotted land and, in consequence, diminishes their access to water. The United Nations. Committee of Economic, Social, and Cultural Rights stated that the human right to water is indispensable for leading a life in human dignity. It is a prerequisite for the realization of other human rights. Canada is a first-world country known for its diversity and high quality of life. However, a large part of Canada's First Nation population does not have access to potable water. Which raises the question of how such a respected country can have citizens live in in impoverished conditions. Canada holds 20% of the world's freshwater, using it to supply all its urban areas with potable tap water. But reserves such as the Six Nations, Black Tickle, Kahewan First Nation, Bearskin Lake First First Nation, White Bear First Nation, and many others are left under boil water advisories or even do not consume advisories. Justin Trudeau has promised to to provide all First Nation Reserves with accessible, clean, and safe drinking water by 2021. And he has been making progress, but the odds of this promise being fully upheld are slim, as not enough attention or money is being attributed to providing the most essential human right. The lack of attention and funding is ironic, since during the Walkerton tragedy in the year 2000, Where Walkerton's water source was contaminated with E. coli bacteria, the government stepped in right away and pumped money into the small Ontario town. But why did Walkerton receive immediate prioritization while First Nation reserves suffer from similarly contaminated water? Causes may include discrimination, marginalization, community size, and the prioritization of colonial communities. Another factor leading to First Nation reserves suffering from boil water advisories is that many of these small communities are located in highly remote locations. An example of such a town is Black Tickle in Newfoundland and Labrador. This is an impoverished town composed of 84 Inuit residents. In an article, Maura Hanrahan states that residents of Black Tickle can only afford two of these three essential commodities, water, heat, or food. In fact, the cost of water in Black Tickle is 56 times the price of the average Canadian pays. To provide the small community with running water would cost a small fortune as it it is so isolated. The federal and provincial governments are restricting the human rights of many First Nation citizens by not providing them with clean and safe drinking water. On one hand, treaties were signed by the federal government making indigenous matters their responsibility. On the other hand, First Nation people are residents of provinces, making the interests of those First Nations the responsibility of the province. This creates an endless cycle of disputes which do not result in action, as is the case with Black Tickle. It is estimated that to fix this problem would cost 3.2 billion dollars. In 2016, Trudeau set aside 1.8 billion dollars to resolve this problem. This is a lot of money, but it will still not be sufficient. In hopes of presenting possible solutions to the water crisis amongst First Nation Reserves, I emailed my aunt, Elizabeth Logue, who is the Otter Riverkeeper and has Indigenous ancestry. I asked her this question. As the Otter Riverkeeper, do you believe there are any ideal solutions to resolving the water crisis on First Nation Reserves? Here is part of her answer. I believe the issue is not mutually exclusive. There is a need for increased investments by the federal government in water treatment plants on reserve and training for water treatment plant operators, so that the jobs stay in the First Nation community and do not go to contractors outside the community. But the issue is so much more complex. First Nations land rights need to be a focus as well. Although some may argue that negotiating the rights to your land do not give you clean water, I believe it is all interrelated. There also needs to be economic development in the community. Jobs and businesses need to be boosted. Solution-wise, there needs to be better relationships between municipalities and First Nations. There needs to be a sharing of infrastructure and services. Canada is a wealthy nation, but money under federal and provincial jurisdiction needs to be spent in many areas such as education, healthcare, retirement, military, and social assistance programs, and as the First Nations people only compose a small part of the Canadian population, they do not receive the funding required to solve the water crisis themselves. Therefore, Canadians need to speak out and take action to aid fellow Canadians. There are many catalysts and factors to the current water crisis within First Nation reserves. Such as neglect and misrepresentation. It is due to this neglect and misrepresentation that many First Nations citizens do not have access to clean and safe drinking water, which is defined by the United Nations as a human right. Long term plans to solve this crisis have been laid out, but as of right now, there are still approximately 100 First Nation reserves placed under boil water advisories. A potential short term solution is forcing corporations that extract water from First Nation land, such as Nestle, to supply these reserves with potable water. However, the fact remains that First Nations require more money to deal with this crisis. Clean and safe drinking water is a human right, and every citizen of Canada, every citizen of the Earth, needs to have access to potable water. Thank you for listening to this episode of Pat's Podcasts.